Hello, how-to listeners! This is Charles Duhigg, and we actually don't have a whole new episode for you today because originally we had planned to take this week off for spring break. <laughs> However, we do have a brand new quarantine Q&A to tide you over until next week when we'll be back with a brand new episode. Quarantine Q&A is a new segment we're doing where listeners send us their questions about living under quarantine or how to make do during this pretty challenging time, and they send us their solutions about improving life and how to make it through. This week, I had the chance to chat with a listener about how to create an important new habit. I'm Margaret from Denver, and my question is how to get Americans to wear masks to help stop the coronavirus from spreading further. It, that is a great question. And, and it's obviously one that, that folks are struggling with right now um, in many ways. And not just how do we get folks to, to wear masks, but how do we convince people to stay indoors? How do we convince people to stop touching their face or to, to sneeze into the crook of their arm? It, a lot of it has to do with being able to give the activity some kind of reward. And a lot of what we know about how we create new habits comes from the past, during World War II, there was a, a big move to try and change how people ate. And the reason why is because they wanted to, to preserve meat to be able to send it to the front lines, particularly healthy meats that like steaks that they were they were processing into MREs and were sending to soldiers. And they were worried about Americans not getting enough protein and vitamins, particularly iron, in their diet. And so for the first time, butchers and the government started encouraging people to start eating organs, so for instance, liver and kidney. Prior to World War II, Americans did not eat liver and kidney. And so they started this whole thing. And the way that they did it is they told people two things. First of all, they gave them a whole bunch of recipes to make delicious liver and kidney dishes. And second of all, they said, when you serve your family liver and kidney, you are helping us win the war in Europe. They took this thing that people didn't want to do, which is to eat organs from animals, and they gave it a reward, which is that they said, if you help us do this, if you feed your family kidney pie, you are doing your patriotic duty. You are helping us win the war in Europe. And what we can hope is that wearing a mask becomes something synonymous with telling people, you are helping us win this war against the coronavirus. You are helping us recover and get back to a place where our nation and our citizens are as healthy as they once were. And we all have to take responsibility for creating that reward. We all have to take responsibility for telling the, the person behind the counter at the grocery store, thank you for wearing a mask. The truth of the matter is that social peer pressure has an immense amount of influence over what we habitually do. Is that helpful? Yes. One of the concerns I have is that wearing a mask is unpleasant. I did it for the first time going to the grocery store. So until there's somebody out there saying to me, thank you for wearing a mask, I'm trying to get to a place where I'm willing to wear a mask. And what do you think about ways to make the experience of having a mask on your face to kind of deal with those unpleasant pieces to self-reinforce while we're waiting for this movement to build. There are definitely more and less comfortable masks. And it doesn't have to be one of those paper masks. It can be a cloth mask. It can be a bandana. Finding something that works for you as long as you're washing it regularly. But the second thing is, let me ask you this. So you live in Denver. Do you, um, do you exercise? Yes. And did you enjoy exercising the very first time you did it? Oh, gosh, no. I was a devoted couch potato. So it took me a long time to enjoy exercising. And, and do you enjoy it now? 
No, but I've set it up to do it with a friend regularly. And I enjoy her company so much that I will get up and get moving. Yeah. And I think that's the same thing with masks. Like, I understand it's uncomfortable and it's unpleasant and you don't like doing it right now. And and just like the first couple of times you went exercising, it was uncomfortable and it was unpleasant. And when you think about how much we do in our life that is actually not that much fun the first time we do it, putting on a seatbelt. Putting on a seatbelt when you get in your car, it's a hassle, right? You have to reach over and grab the seatbelt. And, you know, it's something that kids don't like to do. And the reason they don't like to do is because it's annoying. But we all end up doing it. It becomes automatic. It becomes a habit. And in fact, we feel safer when we have the seatbelts on. The fact that the mask is so annoying and that you don't like it, that is totally natural. And it's important to be honest about that, to say, like, look, this is a change and it's a change. It's a pain. But when you put on that mask and you think to yourself, I'm actually keeping myself safe and I'm keeping other people safe, it's going to be easier and easier to put that on. There is going to be a reward inherent in it for you, which the same way putting on the seatbelt actually feels good when you're in the car because you're saying I'm doing what's responsible, taking a source of concern and anxiety out of my life that is normally there. You are going to find that three months from now, three weeks from now, The idea of going outside without your mask is going to be crazy to you. It's going to make you so anxious that you'll want to put on that mask. I love it. Well, thank you so much for calling in and for your question. I really appreciate it. And and let us know. Try it out for a week and uh, send us a voice memo in a week and let us know if you feel any different about it. I certainly will. Thank you. Hello, Charles. This is Margaret. Instead of waiting for someone to positively reward me, I decided to become the reward, um, be the change, as they say. And so when I saw people in the grocery store wearing a mask or my mail carrier wearing a mask, I just said quite directly, thank you for wearing a mask. And that was pleasant because it was a connecting experience. One of the things I've been struggling with is that mask wearing feels a little antisocial. So that helped me to feel connected rather than um, withdrawn in my mask wearing experience. So I'm very hopeful that here in Colorado, a mask wearing practice will be um, gaining steam and I hope that it will spread across America so that we can all stay healthy and get our economy going sooner than later. Thank you so much for your great input. Bye-bye, Charles. Thank you to Margaret for writing into the show. And thank you to all of you who have been in touch with your questions and your problems and your advice on what's been working for you. We would love to hear from more of you. Just call and leave us a voicemail anytime with your questions or your solutions at 646-495-4001. Or you can write us anytime at slate.com. And we'll be back with a brand new episode next week. In the meantime, check out our recent episode, How to Not Go Crazy Under Quarantine, or if you need an escape from the news, which, to be honest, I think all of us do right now, then listen to another recent favorite episode, How to Find Your First Kiss at 38. Finally, we want to help as many folks as we can. So if you have a chance, we would love it if you would go online to wherever you download your podcast and give us a rating or a review or tell a friend about the show and ask them to subscribe. And hopefully we will all make it through this together. Stay strong. Stay safe. I'm Charles Duhigg. Thanks for listening. <laughs>